0: Hi, and thanks for joining us today. You're listening to the Rock Church of the Quad Cities podcast. Here, you'll find a collection of our weekly sermons as well as other content that we create as it becomes available. Up next is episode 20, and Pastor Danny Lorenzen is teaching today on this topic of being a shepherd for our current series, Charismata. Thanks for listening, and if you'd like to find out more about our church and attending a live service, you can find us online at www.rockchurch.com as well as on Facebook at Rock Church of the Quad Cities. You can also watch our live and past sermons on YouTube. Just search Rock Church QC. Be sure to click on, click on the subscribe button and turn on notifications so you know when we go live and post new content. Thanks for listening, and we hope this message truly blesses you. talk
1: to you about the grace gift of the past shepherd. I am a gift to you. Just, just absorb this for a minute. I mean, this is like, I'm the greatest gift you've ever had. If you don't believe that, there is, the no, you see, no, This is a great topic. I'm, I'm very excited to talk about it. And we're going to get into a few different things. And I feel like the Lord just kind of, I've got a bunch of stuff to say Kind of leave me a little different this morning, so I'm just going to go with God. Can I just go with what God's doing this morning? Is everyone around that? So I want to, I want to start um, talking about um, Matthew. It's not on my list, but I'm going to do it anyway. This is it 12? And I want, to re- I want to start by just revealing a little bit about our shepherd. Okay, Jesus. How many of you have, Jesus Christ is the great shepherd. Did everybody know that this morning? And we're going to hear plenty about him. He is the master, he is the king. But I want, to, I want you to start to understand the Lord's heart. Um, I, want to, and I don't think this is something we understand naturally. I think this is something that is revealed to us. I think it's something we learn as we go along. And um, But I want you to understand this because... This pertains to everyone in this room this morning. At some point in your life, maybe even this morning, this pertains to you and and even me. In Matthew 12, 20, and talking about Jesus, something I've grown to know and understand about Jesus is a bruised reed he will not break. And the smoldering wick he will not quench. Now I think about a bruised reads talking about the spirit of people. When you're bruised. When you're broken. A lot of ministries will come off very condemning and very accusing and almost crush or sometimes crush people because they really don't understand the spirit and nature of Jesus Christ. The king of the universe is humble. He's humble. And a bruised reed he will not break. Listen to that. There's bruised reeds in here this morning. And you might think that Give it to them. Give them a word to straighten them out or maybe overwhelm them and crush them. But that's not the nature of Jesus. The brood tree, he will not break. The smoldering whip, he will not snuff out. But instead he wants, to, he wants to impart life. Amen. He wants to bring deliverance. He wants to bring healing. Amen. He wants to raise you up from those depths of despair that you might be living in or going through. Amen. That's, that's the nature of a shepherd to take care of the sheep. Amen. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting that in biblical times, the shepherd would build um, a sheep, a sheepfold. You ever heard of the word sheepfold? Okay. The shepherd would build a sheepfold, what we would probably call a crowd out of it. You see? And oftentimes, because they did their shepherding out in the field, they would build that sheepfold out of rocks, okay, make like a pen out of rocks, and there would be only one way into the pen and one way out. So the, the shepherd would lead the sheep in and out of his pen for different reasons. And what's what's interesting is when he led them into the pen. The only way they could get out of the pen is through the one door. And the one door is, guess what? That's where the shepherd slept. He slept in the only exit or the only entrance. So the sheep couldn't get out at night and misbehave themselves. Like like some of you, I need to lock you in your house and sleep at your front door so you won't get out and hurt yourself at night. Amen. Oh, I got a lot of action out of that one. Amen. He would literally sleep in front of the door, so they couldn't get out and hurt themselves, or the predators couldn't get in, amen, to to hurt them or harm them or even snuff out their life. I just think that's interesting when I think of Jesus, our great shepherd, amen. He's, he's, you know, I would call rock church. This house, this is a sheep pen, amen. This is this, this is a sheepfold right here, amen. And, and I believe there's protection. By belonging to the sheepfold, anybody understand that mindset that that there's protection in our numbers and in our house, and, and a lot of that protection comes from your shepherd who wants to lead you a good path, to good ways, Amen. Who wants to bless you? How many want just would like to just walk in some blessing? Anybody? Maybe three, seven, four. Eight. Amen. Well, part of of the job of the shepherd is is to, to lead you in those ways. So, Ezekiel 34, 23, there's a promise given to the nation of Israel. And I say this, and I believe this trickles down to us. And the promise is, I will place over you one shepherd, my servant David. And he will tend them. He will tend you. He will tend you. He will be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God. And my servant David will be the prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. So that means this is going to happen. I'm going to place over you a shepherd. Okay? Now, it's interesting. This verse is, these two verses are very prophetic. They're speaking about in nature. They're, they're i to say this. They're prophetic in nature, and are speaking of, listen, the coming of God's promised Messiah through the lineage of King David. not just talking about David, he's talking about the spirit upon David, and it's pointing to the Messiah coming in the future. And the Messiah would be the shepherd of God's people. And he would care for them in every way, or in every way, as a, a faithful shepherd. And a bruised reed he would not break, or... A, Smoldering wick, he would not snuff out. But he would there, be there to redeem and to reconcile and to heal and to, to lead into green pastures. All this stuff so biblical, it's, it's crazy. So, this great shepherd, this Messiah that Ezekiel's talking about, is described for us in Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 11 through 17. Talk, it's really talk about Christ. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, Ezekiel 34, 11. I myself will search for my sheep and look for them. Listen, how many believe that's going on right now? So he said, I'm looking. How many of you are looking for the Lord? Really? I mean, seriously, when you came to Christ, when, when whatever was going on, were you looking for him? Or was he looking for you? Amen. I have a different. I wasn't really wasn't looking for him in my mind. He was looking for me. Amen. So here comes this 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 prophecy. This I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. as a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them. So I will look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered. Oh my gosh. I hear that kind of stuff and I think, how many of you could just admit, I was scattered a little bit? Eh, Amen. I was kind of out there. I was, I was spread out. I was it, scattered on the day of clouds and darkness. And I will, he says, I will bring them out from the nations and gather them from the countries. I will bring them into the, their own land. And, I, and oh, I love this. And I will pasture them. Listen to this. This is the nature of the Savior. I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel. The ravines and all the settlements of the land. And I will tend them in a good pasture. You know what that is? That's intent. The shepherd's intent. I will tend them in a good pasture. And the mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land. There they will, listen, there they will lie down in good grazing land. That doesn't speak of torment and turmoil and defeat and despair, but it speaks of how the Lord, the great shepherd, wants to lead you as his people. To feed in rich pasture. I myself will tend my sheep and have them lie down, declares the sovereign Lord, and I, listen to this, listen to this. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. Part of the passage Heart of a shepherd. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. Heart of a shepherd. But the sleek and the strong, I will destroy. That's interesting. That's prophetic. I won't even get into that. But the heart of a shepherd really is all good. So, we just sang about or read about Psalm 23. Everyone knows that, right? The great shepherd's motives. have just been revealed. And, and, and Psalm 23 just paints this picture of how really the Lord, the great shepherd, is operating in our, into our, in our lives. The Lord is my shepherd. Now he gives you under-shepherds. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, okay? He gives you shepherds in your life. I'm a shepherd. I understand that pretty good. I've been doing this a while. We're going to talk about that. But I just want you to understand this. The Lord is the shepherd. He said, David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. That's the goal. That's the goal of the Lord working in your life. He doesn't want you to lack anything because you can find everything you need in Him. Amen? I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He doesn't make me lie down like in brown, burnt up, dried up pastures. Amen? But in green, he makes me lie down in green passion. So he leads me beside quiet, not the waters of turmoil and strife and division, so he leads me beside quiet waters. Refreshes my soul. Constantly, refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Like, I'm kind of laying out the job description for you of a pastor. Even though I walk through the darkness valley. I will fear no evil. Everyone likes that. Amen? I will fear no evil. For you are with in your rod. Oops. The rod and your staff. The comfort. Now that's the sign of mature sheep. <laughs> that the rod and the staff of the shepherd bring comfort because the staff and the rod are for often guiding and correcting and maybe swap that sheep on the tail when it gets out of line we're speaking the truth to that little sheep that he doesn't want to eat her. she doesn't want to eat amen but a mature believer in the sense of david here oh, is finds comfort in that god the father god the shepherd loves him so much that he's even he's, he's willing to lead him into blessing and lead him into goodness but also to correct him or her if they're straying away in the things that will hurt him you prepare a table listen the shepherds prepares the table before him, before him in the presence of his enemies and you see all the wolves and the lions kind of standing on the outside the shepherd's laying he's laying up a table for to partake of and He's there to protect himself. They don't need the fear, the predators. Surely your goodness love will follow me. The shepherd's goodness and love will follow me all, all the days of my life. Anybody in on that with me? That's 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 the endurance of this. That's how long this is going to last. All the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, so who who's the great shepherd? Jesus. Our great shepherd. John 10, 11. I am the good shepherd. He says about himself. I am the good shepherd. There ain't any more good shepherds. There's only one good shepherd. Amen. His name is Jesus. I am singular the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. This is interesting. He says the hired hand is not the shepherd. It does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Ain't my sheep. If I'm getting ate, I'm out of here. <laughs> it's the hired man. The good shepherd stays right with the sheep. The man runs away, he says, because he is a hired hand, and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep. He's talking about us, the Gentiles. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. That's still the same thing. So, everyone understand Jesus is the great shepherd? Pretty easy, right? Now, I don't know if you've noticed, this morning when you walked in there, Jesus is not standing in here physically this morning but his spirit is here amen his spirit is here his charismata is here his grace gifts are in the house this morning his outpouring is, is here and so what he's doing now in our day is he, we all know that Christ died for our sins if we're believers amen we all know that Christ was Placed in the tomb for three days. Amen. We all know that Christ was raised from the dead after three days. Amen. And he ascended on high into the Father. He said, If I ascend, he said, I'm going to pour out my charisma. I'm going to pour out my spirit. I'm going to pour out my gifts upon my church. And I'm going to live in them. And I'm going to live through them. And I'm going to reveal myself to them through what I'm doing in my people. Yeah, someone got that. So listen. Great Shepherd is giving of himself today, still through his people, by raising up and gifting men and women. Do you hear me? By raising up and gifting men and women through the power of the Holy Spirit as pastors, or shepherds, apostles, prophets, or evangelists, or teachers, or just Spiritually gifted individuals, we, we call these spiritual giftings charismatics. literally grace gifts, they're unearned, listen they're unearned, unmerited, undeserved outpourings of the gift of Christ into our lives. I talked a little bit at RKC about this. When I put my faith in Christ, I had no idea what God had planned for my life. I just, at some point, the shepherd was after me and I responded to the shepherd, and I said yes to Jesus, the great shepherd. And something happened when I said yes that I could not explain. Overnight, I mean almost instantly, I had a desire to build a church. I had never in my life up until that point thought about building a church, having a desire to build a church, didn't even go to church, hadn't gone to church yet, and all of a sudden I had a desire to build a church, so in my natural mind I was going to become the next Bob Seger or the Led Zeppelin or somebody, a rock and roll star that would be famous and have all kinds of money, and I was going to take that money and build a church, and had I known what God had in mind, then I would have ran the other way, because he wanted me to sh- build a church artist, but he wanted me to build people, amen, he wanted me to build his church, it wasn't a brick and stone and mortar thing, it was building people, I didn't understand it, was all new to me, but, but this, this thing was birthed in me, right out of the gate. And I want you to understand that because God's trying to burn some stuff in this house right now. Amen? God's trying to burn some things and some of those things are going to come because you're going to have to start having weird desires. About doing things for God. And it might scare you. It might make you nervous. It might seem, I was unqualified. Totally unqualified. In fact, the last thing in the world I thought I would ever do for God is to be a, a pastor, shepherd. I didn't even know what that was. I had this desire to build something for God. So, Ephesians 4.11 says he gave some. Who's he? Jesus. Jesus gave some to be pastor. The Greek word is poimen. It means shepherds. The word for shepherd is poimen. A shepherd, a feeder, a protector, a ruler of the flock of men. Someone, listen, a pastor is someone who the Lord raises up to care for the total well-being of the flock. The people of God. So if you're bummed out this morning, I'm sorry. This is what he gave you. Amen. So... Please keep in mind that, that it is the Holy Spirit that calls us to be recipients of spiritual gifts. And it's not based on our perfection. It's not based on the day Lorenz, lived this amazing, sinless life, and all of a sudden God has, yeah, you're a past. This is a gift, a grace, a work of grace. Paul the apostle said, I am by, what I am by the grace of God total, unearned, unmarried, and undeserved impartation of Christ's life in me, that birthed in me this thing to want to be a pastor. You don't just decide I want to be a pastor. I want to be an apostle. I want to, you you—you know, you don't just decide that. It's a calling. It's a spiritual impartation. And if you really knew all that went along with it you'd probably run from it. Because it might seem exciting it might seem, I don't know, it might have some kind of glory attached to it, but trust me, it's probably often more painful than it is exciting. But you don't just decide to become one. God imparts these things. God imparts these desires. The Holy Spirit imparts these grace gifts into our lives according to His purpose and plan for the expansion of His kingdom. For the equipping of his kingdom and the maturing of the body of Christ. Let me read it out of Ephesians uh, 1, or 4, verse 1 through 13. I'm just going to read this whole picture. Paul, listen to the apostle, what he calls himself. He was imparted of the gift of apostleship. That was imparted into his spirit by the grace of God. He says, as a prisoner for the Lord, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Everyone hear that? This is the work God is working in all of us, but it's definitely got to be in, the, in his leaders, okay? Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Bearing with one another in love. Make every effort. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit to the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit. Just as you were called to one home when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all, through all, and in all. But to each one of us, grace, Paris, has been given as Christ a portion. Wow. As Christ, God set me in His house as a pastor, it was His duty i want to tell you something it doesn't happen overnight just because just because god calls you maybe god's birthing some of these things in you right now desires for ministry leadership or desires to operate in spiritual gifting but just because god calls you, doesn't mean it's going to all unfold overnight because once he imparts that thing now he's got to prepare you to to steward that thing management of that thing and how I many you know we how many of you know I've screwed up like four times since I became a believer, you know? So the Lord has to, even though he's called me to pastor, he's imparted that gift in me to, to be a shepherd now. Then he had to go to work on me. And listen, he's been working on me for 40 years, and according to Terry, I still don't have it quite on. But it's God who's working. God who is working in me to will and to do His good pleasure—it's God that is working in you, wanting to raise you up and do things according to His good pleasure. That's, this is God's stuff. Each one of us, grace has been given us Christ a portion it, and that is why it says, "When He ascended on high, He took many captives and He gave gifts to men, gifts to women, gifts to people." It says so, Christ Himself, verse eleven. Christ himself, wrap your mind around this, Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers. Be careful what you're saying about me. saying about you? Jesus prays his people. Amen? You think, Lord, are you sure? You know how many times I've looked at our church and said, God, are you sure you want to change the quad sentence? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's working. He has his work. Paris, his in some of the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, listen, to equip people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up. That's what we're doing. body might be built up in numbers, maybe built up in spiritual strength for the works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until, listen, until we all reach unity in the faith, unity in the faith, and in the knowledge of the Son of God. We need to grow in understanding of Scripture. We can grow in the unity of the faith, the knowledge of God, and become assured. This part gets me: attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Pro- that first, just ah! that you and I have been promised because of the impartation of charismata that we can that we can achieve this fullness. In Christ and nothing listen nothing can stop you from from uh, walking or obtaining that fullness but you but the, the heart of god is that you and i grow into this measure the fullness of Christ i, I long to see what that looks like I we're so i don't i don't know that we ever attain that Paul the Apostle, this one thing I do. This is this. Forgetting those things that are behind. I press toward the mark of the high calling of God that is in Christ Jesus my Lord. You could be showing up at someone's house at 9 o'clock on a Thursday night. I don't know why I picked that. That works for me, amen? Nothing going on at 9 o'clock on a Thursday night. You know that, amen? He's going to show up and give someone a $100 bill. I mean, God just, God just, he God just wanted to park his stuff is us. And we've got to listen. We've got to be ready. Talk. he gave a pastor. He started speaking. I felt the pull when I started pursuing it started growing this me. I didn't choose it myself. He chose it. I have fallen in love with the shepherds of Genesis. Actually, I fall in love with the shepherds. I'm not always perfectly in love with the shepherds how many know the shepherds always perfectly love me? Amen? And I've fallen in love with his objectives. To expand his life, to fit his life, to mature his life. Fall in love with that. I've fallen in love with to, to see any brokenness in you or any bentness not breaking, but to know the Holy Spirit wants to lift you up. Fall in love with this that Ideas. That's something God is doing in me. As an undership of the great shepherd, I get to participate in uniting and directing people in their walk with God. Hear me? That's what I'm called to do. Tonight, to unite and direct you in your walk with God. I get to lead you down paths of more intimate fellowship with God. Is that bad? I get to leads you down paths of more intimate fellowship with God. I get to provide for you accurate and, and godly counsel when you request and when you don't. <laughs> How many ever had some of pastors' counsel when you didn't want? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Especially when you're playing bags on Ellen. Ellen needed some shepherding last night. <laughs> <laughs> no, She was great. She was awesome. But that's a privilege, to provide accurate Godly counsel to you when you need it or when you, when you don't ask for it or when you do you, right The pastor above those who the represent There's a verse of Malachi 2.7 talking about the priest, but it's the same principle I want you to notice says for the lips of the pastor I'm going to say or priests should keep knowledge in other words priests or pastors should be knowledgeable they should be people people should be able to seek out the word from their mouth for they are messengers of the Lord I'm going to tell you something by the grace of God I am a messenger of the Lord amen and if you come to me wanting something from God or wanting answers from God I'm telling you I'm going to the scriptures Amen I'm going to the scriptures I'm not going to your feelings I'm not going to the opinions of man I'm going to say what does God's word say about it because that's part of being called next. and that's not everybody's favorite thing to hear but I have a stewardship Oh, so, breaking news I I have, I have a stewardship to do these things, and I will lead you, listen I will lead you with gentleness, kindness, and faithfulness not because that's who I am but because that's who He is but can I add truth to that? I will hear you with gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, and truth, because that's who Jesus is. Let's stand up again. 1 Peter 5, 1 through 7. Paul was exhorting elders and pastors. mercy. Paul was exhorting pastors and elders that listen, these were people that were handpicked by the Spirit to lead. And he says to them, I appeal as a fellow elder to witness of Christ's sufferings who also will share the glory. Listen, will share the glory to revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care. Guys, I take that seriously. You are under my care. You are under the care of our elders and our people that are called by God to do this. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care. Watch over them. Sorry if I watch over you too much, but I'm kind of a watch over kind of guy. Amen? because Jesus is a watchover over kind of Savior, amen, amen. who watch over you, not because they must, but because they are willing, as God wants them to be, not pursuing dishonest kings, eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock, and when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away.
0: Amen. Close for Thanks again for listening to our podcast and this week's message. Again, if you'd like to find out more about our church and attending a live service, you can find us online at www.rockchurchqc.com, as well as on Facebook at Rock Church of the Quad Cities and on YouTube. Just search Rock Church QC, and you'll be able to access our past sermons. As, and when you subscribe, you'll be notified when we go live for our weekly services. Until next time. Have a great day and God bless.